So as online business owners, it's normal for us to run Facebook and Instagram ads to generate leads for our business. And during things like launches, we're also normally pretty savvy when it comes to, say, doing retargeting ads in order to promote our programs. But have you ever wondered about whether there's other cost-effective ways to be running Facebook and Instagram ads to support your business? Well, that is exactly what we're going to be covering in today's episode. Welcome to the Beyond the Funnel podcast. I'm your host, Louise Griffiths, and together we're going to nerd out on all things marketing and online business. After 10 years as a marketing consultant to online educators, course creators, and content-led businesses, I have strategized, built, managed, tracked, and scaled my fair share in this industry. I, along with some incredible guests, are going to share with you what's working, what's not, our highs and lows, plus insights and tools that will support you as you scale your marketing, build your marketing dream team, and celebrate smashing those big business goals. If you are ready, scratch that craving some conversations that go beyond the beginner marketing and funnel topics, then grab a coffee and let's get nerdy together. All right, so welcome to episode two. I wanted to change gears a little bit and chat about Facebook and Instagram ads today. For those of you that don't know, I have been running Facebook ads in particular for over 10 years. My background actually was coming from agency land, running Facebook ads for some of the big names. And I've been doing Facebook strategies since before brands even had the chance to have pages back when they were creating profiles and hoping they weren't getting shut down. So been at this for a little bit, but what I wanted to talk about today is the opportunities that I'm seeing with Facebook and Instagram ads. Now I'm going to call them meta ads moving forward just so that it's not a mouthful, but it is basically what you're creating inside your business manager across Facebook and Instagram. And in particular, I wanted to cover four types today. There's a lot of different strategies and things that I'm testing at the moment. And I think the algorithm and the way that Facebook works is changing all of the time as well. But what I wanted to introduce today is just a different way to think about how you're using meta ads in your business and how it can support that overall customer journey and ecosystem that I talked about in episode one. So when we start to kind of zoom out and we're no longer talking about individual funnels, but we're more talking about how we're supporting a journey through your business, we can start to look at how Facebook ads help support the visibility and the flow of how people are moving through your business, right? So most of us are used to generating leads with meta ads and during launches, we often do retargeting ads as well to our sales page. We'll do things like lookalike audiences of our list in order to promote certain things. But these ones are more subtle and they're more about how we can, in the background, become uh, that go-to person and seem like we're in the right place at the right time every time they need something. So let's get started because I want to keep today's episode short and sharp as much as possible, even though I could talk all day about this. But the first one is using meta ads in order to test your messaging. So you can do this on both cold and warm traffic. 
It is slightly different the way that you would do it. You wouldn't mix the traffic together necessarily. And what you're trying to get out of it can sometimes be a little bit different. But what I mean by this is if you are considering for an upcoming launch, you're thinking, I might do a webinar on this instead. Or you might want to test how people resonate with certain things that you might want to talk about in emails. One of the really interesting things that you can do is you can either create a podcast episode about it or a blog post about it or a video about it, for example. And you can actually run these as ads. So you could either set them up as traffic ads if you wanted to drive people to, say, a blog post, for example, or an embedded video. Or you could run them as engagement campaigns if you were looking at something that was more um, either messenger-based. So you wanted people to DM you a certain word in order to get many chat automations, which I'm not going to go through in detail here, but basically just triggering a messaging campaign or even just engagement in general, trying to understand what people are going to engage with, what might work more organically on your um, Instagram and Facebook accounts, for example. So running traffic or engagement campaigns to test messaging. You can either set up cold audiences for this and what you're trying to do is understand what resonates with cold audiences. This is really, really good for that initial attraction stage that we talked about in episode one of our customer journey. So trying to get a better understanding for how are people approaching their problems? What do they think their problems are? What solutions are they looking for right now? So you can get a sense of that by looking at what content is resonating, what kind of ads are getting the most clicks and go from there. So I love doing it for that. You can also take it into the acquisition stage. So when you're in that nurturing stage where they're already on your list, we can do it to warm audiences. And it's really good for testing messaging at this point because we can understand better how are people progressing. Again, what messaging is resonating with them? What content are they really interested to click on? And it might be different and quite often is different from the type of content that appeals to people in the colder audiences as well. And this sort of leads into my next one, which is about becoming omnipresent on a low budget. So we can test messaging, but the other thing that we can do is become omnipresent, become everywhere to your ideal person. So what I mean by this is, and this works particularly well for warm audiences, but we do test it quite often with cold audiences as well. But once someone opts in and comes onto your list for the very first time, all of a sudden, you're everywhere. They're seeing videos of you. They're seeing content pieces. They're seeing highly engaged content on your um, Instagram account, for example. And so you kind of want to make it feel like all of a sudden you're everywhere and how did they miss you before? And you've got all this incredible content and they start to binge what you're doing because these are great indicators for people moving along the customer journey, right? You can do this on really low budget because all you're doing is, is that you're creating audiences inside your business manager of people who are opting in. You can do it for very specific periods of time, especially if you're using a CRM like Active Campaign that can actually add and remove people from your um, audiences for you automatically. And so you're trying to get in front of these people knowing that they've just opted in, or you could do it with people who perhaps haven't opened an email in a, in a while, so you're trying to re-engage them. 
and you're just trying to get in front of them with a couple of different content types and just feel like you're everywhere and you're being incredibly helpful. And like I mentioned, it's low budget because the audiences are, are generally fairly small because you're only targeting people in these certain ones. So this can be really, really good, especially for people who are new to your list to do for the first 30 days. Whilst they're getting to know you, whether when they're really in that state of would I buy from this person or I'm not going to buy from this person. Even if the ultimate thing that you want them to buy is something you're not launching for another couple of months or as a mastermind that they might not be ready for, you just want to all of a sudden be seen as the authority in that space. And as they get to know you and they start to engage more with your organic content, you can ease back on the page content a little bit. But just feeling like you're everywhere to begin with is a really, really great way to go. All right, so the other one is kind of related to the organic content, but it's encouraging high engagement to gain more momentum. So another type of ad content that I like to run is if I'm seeing some Instagram or Facebook posts doing particularly well, I'll actually run them as engagement campaigns inside of Ads Manager to encourage more engagement. So again, you can either do this uh, to cold audiences or you can do it to just your warm audiences. But what you're trying to do is not, not pay for virality, but you want to make it look like your key pieces of content are really, really super popular. That way you can link to them in your newsletter. You can talk about how this resonated with people, but also too, the more that people engage with the content that started organically, the more you're then gonna show up in their feed. Also, if someone's not following you on Instagram and they start seeing this highly engaged content from you in their feed, they might go, they might engage with it, and then they might go and follow your account. And when they follow your account, they're going to see a higher ratio of your content than normal for the first couple of days. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but when you follow someone, all of a sudden there's actually quite a few of their posts in your feed. Um, I notice it more so on Instagram because I don't interact a lot with Facebook, but I'm sure it kind of happens over there too. So being able to encourage people to follow and engage with your account by showing them your most engaged posts is a really is another really nice full circle way to make sure that they're really strong inside of your ecosystem and that they're starting to engage with all the content that you're putting out. Now, the last one is by creating social proof within social proof. So what I mean by that is is that what we will sometimes do when we're looking at our sales ads, quite a lot of times what people will do is, is that they'll exclude the people who've already bought. We actually find that sometimes with the right type of sales ads, things like video testimonials or screen grabs of Zoom community meetups and things like that, is, is that it actually pays to leave the people who've purchased the program in the audience. Because what happens is you create a, a ad that is about social proof. But then what happens is the people that have pop will then come into the comments of that ad and they'll comment in a way that supports what you're talking about in the ad. So for example, your ad might talk about the incredible community and how people can't find it anywhere else and that it's so supportive. 
and that it's like a virtual hug every day. What you'll find is, is that the people that are in that community will post on that post and go, oh my God, I completely agree. This is the best decision I've ever made in my business. And what that does is, is it actually drives better overall reach for the ad itself. But think about it. You've just created social proof that is ungameable inside your social proof ad. And so actually encouraging people to post comments on those ads increases the reach of the ad, it lowers the cost of the ad, and it makes it so much more powerful than just having an ad that doesn't have any engagement on it at all. Now, that's not necessarily to say that you would go out to your community and go, can you please comment on this? But again, If, for example, that ad started as a content piece on your social media as an organic piece and then you ran it as an ad, some people on your Instagram account or your Facebook account would probably post, yes, I completely agree, this community is amazing, and then you can run it as an ad. And as long as you use the post ID, um, and I'll put a reference for how to do that for those of you that don't know in the show notes, then it will actually pull the comments from your organic version into your paid ad as well. So it's just a fantastic way to embed social proof within your social proof. And all of these ads, like I mentioned, are not directly related to sales or lead generation. But what they're doing is, is that these are low budget types of ads that you can run that really just support the overall goals that you're achieving in the customer journey and in the ecosystem that you're building. So once again, once you have all those funnels in place and everything is sort of driving through and flowing, it's all the things that you're doing to circle all the objections and the fears and the conversations and the questions, the friction points. Again, I highly recommend going back to episode one if you want to cover any of this off, but it's really about those supporting ads and they can be super, super low cost. We're talking a couple of dollars a day, especially if you only run a lot of these to warm audiences and better yet, they support a lot of the organic stuff you're already doing. It's just trying to create structure and supportive environments around all of the touch points in your business through organic channels, building, say, your YouTube following or your podcast listeners. So having audiogram excerpts of your podcast episodes, creating those as ads, and then having people click through to listen to your podcast. It's not directly creating a lead. It's not directly creating a sale. But what it is, is it's nurturing people. It's driving people to key pieces of content that you've got really drive in the messaging, your frameworks, the way that you teach people, because if that resonates with them, they'll then go on to listen to a few podcast episodes. So you're thinking about all of the goals that surround all of the other things that are going on in your business. And this can be incredibly powerful and not that many people do it compared to just creating lead gen ads and, and running some sales campaigns. So a lot of these can be run as traffic campaigns or engagement type ads. And like I mentioned, I'll pop a resource into the show notes of how you can actually grab your organic content as well to even better support the types of ads that you're running. So I hope you found this episode really useful. And as I've mentioned before, I'd really appreciate it if you love this episode, if you've loved the one that we've already done, then head over to louisegriffiths.com forward slash podcast. And there are details there on how to leave us a review and some goodies that we have coming up for everyone who does so. Thank you again for tuning in to the podcast. And until the next one, speak to you soon. 